Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello everyone, it's Cash Miller again. I am the CEO of Titan Digital and host of Marketing Masters. And today we've got a great episode. I've got Kagan Henson with me. He's a uh, Height Digital. And we're gonna be talking about the intersection of marketing and sales. This is really important because you get a disconnect between the two so often. And you know it is really something that when that happens, Everything that marketing does can be wasted and everything that sales does can be wasted. But if you get the two married up and they're in sync, you got magic. And we want to talk about how that happens and how you can really get it done. Kagan, it is great to have you on the show. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Cash. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, my name is Kagan. Most people call me Keegan, so thanks for getting it right. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, I've got a twin sister. Her name is Megan, so it's been a curse ever since. Oh, right? totally. <laughs> so yeah, totally. Um, but uh, but thank goodness uh, we have a good relationship <laughs> still. <laughs> so um, ultimately, I am the uh, agency owner of um, Height Digital. I'm located in Oklahoma City. Have clients across the country. Uh, absolutely love what we do, and we're a, a creative marketing agency. And the reason I say creative marketing agency is because we do a lot more than just marketing. Um, we really focus on more of a revenue operations. And I know that so a lot of people probably don't even know, like, they're like, what the heck does that mean? And there's really three things that we really focus on. Um, we obsess over sales, we obsess over marketing, and we obsess over client success and how we bring those things together. And so uh, not only when you come to our agency, like, are we, are we focused on helping you market? But we start asking the questions a lot about like, well, what does your sales look like? Are we going to do all this? And do you have salespeople? Do they know what they're doing? Um, and then also, well, how's the experience going to be once we bring people in? And so we're really concerned about making sure that we're driving revenue for you in the right way. And sometimes that means driving revenue through marketing. Sometimes that helps talk about, you know, sales or sometimes it's like, hey, we've actually got a client success problem. You're going to win all these people, but you're not going to be able to serve them well. So there's a lot of uh, different things that we do. Um, and we like to say that we're the wingman to the visionary. So love to be that co-pilot and help fly that plane and uh, work with visionaries across the country. It's a lot of fun. Hey, and it's great to have you. You know, you're like you mentioned, you know, the sales you know, aspect of, you know, and I'll just kind of dive right in because we're, you know, we're talking about marketing and sales working together. And often, you know, marketing, you know, does everything in their power to generate, you know, new business and such. And, and what you're really doing with marketing is you're generating opportunity. You know, you're not closing necessarily. You're not doing these things. Right. That's what your sales force is, is for. Um, but you end up with, you know, if you have the disconnect between the two, then sales can totally blow it because they're not prepared. Like say marketing can kill it right. and you could be, you know, bringing double, triple what you had previously done if you've got a good campaign going and stuff, but then, you know, sales is not prepared for that. So let's start, you know, let's start in that area and stuff. You know, um, I want to like, if, Let's start with effective marketing, okay? Mm -hmm. And then how it works with sales. Like, what do you see when it's done right? What does it look like? And then when it's done wrong, the two sides working together, when it's totally disconnected, what does that look like too? Yeah. Well, that's a very long loaded question, <laughs> but I, I'll tell you the, the first thing that comes to my mind. And that is the disconnect between what success looks like. 
And we have to win through participation and win through agreement throughout the whole process. And one of the things that's, that's really challenging uh, for business owners in general is to make sure that their marketing and their sales are working together versus completely siloed. You know, we've got this pool of like, we need marketing to help drive opportunity and we need sales to latch onto that opportunity and close those deals. And a lot of times we look at it as like two separate things and what's happening now. And sometimes it ha- it's been like that in the past historically, but that is not how things can work anymore. Um, we've got oversaturation of marketing efforts. We've got so many different brand initiatives and all these different things playing in, in play with, with people that we have got to be so intentional with the direction that we're going internally. And so that really comes down to starting with what does success look like? And I know that everyone's like, well, yeah, we talk about that all the time. You know, we want to hit revenue goals. no, Revenue goals are great and we need to work towards that, but we've got to backtrack and go into that and say, okay, truly what has to happen at the granular level for us to achieve this? Hmm. What is marketing expected to do? What is sales expected to do? And actually, do we have that now? Can we do that? And if not, and a lot of the times we don't, we have to start stepping back and saying, okay, well, how do we start working to achieve that? And that's, that's the point where we really start seeing growth and it's sometimes a little bit slower growth because you, you have to step back, but it's incredible once you get clarity, what you can accomplish with two different departments. Yeah. Well, like I say, I see what you're saying with the stepping back because a lot of the times, you know, especially, you know, if you're going to say change agencies or something, you're trying to take a fresh look at things, right? Sure. Yeah, or if you're starting your own internal department, whatever it may be, you want to get that fresh set of eyes on it in a sense or take a brand new look at what you're doing. And the step back would be, you know, are your processes in place? Because you're, you know, looking beyond the revenue, you know, and saying, okay, if we if our marketing was good and we land this new client, well, you still need to make, you know, keep the client. What is their experience going to look like? And if if you've really decided on and organized that then you have that chance of, you know, keeping them long-term because you're going to make them successful as a client. You know, they're going to see success, which in turn, you, you know, you see it as well. So you want to step, you know, that's your step back. Okay. Make sure everything is set so that you can have success because otherwise you're churning. You're, you know, you're going to grab that new client. You're going to see maybe something out the gate, but eventually the relationship may sour because you're doing all of these other things wrong. So you're saying, so first you kind of, you know, you look at the marketing side of it, mm-hmm. see who you're bringing in the sales side. What does it look like, you know, from a success standpoint, um, dive into that, you know, like a bit more. Okay. So on the sales side, where do you see like disconnects happening? You know, from the point of like we bring somebody in to, okay, now it's handed off. Now they got to deal with it and such. What are the problems you're seeing typically? Well, I mean, just exactly what you just said there, the sales process is one thing. A lot of the times, um, especially if we don't have multiple salespeople, and I'll tell you, even if we have high performing salespeople, uh, which is usually who we're working with, a lot of the times it's incredible to see that they don't usually have a sales process. They have Mm -hmm. literally been winging it and they've been doing a good enough job that they haven't thought about needing one. 
Mm-hmm. But all of it starts, all of it starts like coming together and, and not, then not coming together when you start meeting with, okay, marketing is supposed to be doing this. And you start trying to understand the journey and the process. And how long is this going to take? How long is this going to take to win a client? And you start figuring out quickly, they don't have a clue. And yeah. it's okay that you don't have a clue. Like you don't need to stay in that, but it's okay that you don't. Um, the, there's ways to find those things out and it's not as hard as what is, is what you think. The problem is, is that we don't ever spend the time to do it. We don't spend the time to map it out. We don't. And so we have wrong expectations. We set wrong expectations for our marketing department to say, well, I want you to bring in opportunities as quickly as possible. Sure. How long are those usually taking to close? Uh Oh, well they actually take about six months to close. Wow. So yeah. we're, so what you're telling me is I can bring opportunities in, but I won't know if they're actually successful until six months, hmm. you know? So there's different conversations and we have to come to the truth and the reality behind the sales process and, and what, what the business owner is doing. Yeah, I totally see that. I've been having conversations with people recently where I've been talking, you know, through their sales you know, process. So it's like, okay, you've generated the lead, you know, but what are you, you know, doing from there, you know, mm-hmm. from how you have your conversations to how you do your proposals to even after the sale is closed, what does that process look like for the onboarding and everything? Because at each point, you're still selling yourself as a company. Yeah. And if you don't have clarity on what that process looks like and the materials and, you know, how each step is handled, you know, you get a disconnect and you can lose it. So all the effort on the marketing side that they brought you this, you know, this prospect and you've got a good conversation, but then you can lose them at each particular step. So you need to be analyzing those steps, right? Yeah, Uh, absolutely. One of the things that I, I think about there is that the brand messaging, a lot of the times brand messaging is not defined. And so when the salesperson doesn't know exactly how to message, the business and then the marketing company doesn't exactly know how mm-hmm. to market the business and to message the business. Um, it becomes, uh, it becomes a dumpster fire. And so you've got, you've got, Hey, we're promising this over here on the marketing side. Mm-hmm. By the time it gets to sales, they're like, something doesn't align here. Something doesn't match up. And then, you know, you, you start, they start saying, well, Hey, this is not the right lead. This is not the right person. You know, we're not having the right conversations, whatever it may be. And so one of the big things is to make sure that the brand messaging is aligned on both sides. And that's where a lot of times we'll take uh, the team together and we'll, we'll come together and we'll agree. This is who we are. This is the value that we offer. Uh, These are the promises that we make Uh, Mm -hmm. because if we are aligned in that area, it makes it much easier to say, okay, well, we know the brand messaging is on point. So what is not, if something's not working, what what's not working yeah and that's a, that's a really good point because the brand messaging because that's on the marketing side what you're putting out there too right. and but it doesn't just stop there you know it's got to no. it has to be consistent especially if you've if you have made you know sometimes in marketing you can end up making promises sure. you know from a company standpoint that you'll deliver in so much time or you know money back guarantees and stuff like that. But then if you don't have that on the sales end, you know, whatever it is, then you can end up with a disconnect and the sales isn't totally aware. Yeah. And that's why the two sides actually have to, you know, they have to talk and they should get together and look at it as being a full, you know, the funnel from the beginning all the way to the end. 
Yeah, I, 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 was, I was thinking about a client that we've been working with. And one of the things that, that came up is we're working on this brand messaging and we kept still feeling this disconnect. Well, we finally figured out that everything they were telling us was what they aspired to be, not who they were now. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of the times we do that and there's nothing wrong with having vision and nothing wrong with aspiring to be something and making progress and working towards that. But if we are not honest with where we truly are today, yeah. then you've got people working for something that is not right now that you can't even deliver on. And, and that can become really uh, like a huge pitfall um, to, to your investment that you're making in the marketing side, mm -hmm. to your sales. Um, it, you know, it, it starts compounding. It's a, it's a snowball effect. Okay. Now my marketing's not working. Now my sales, now I'm paying all my sales, these, uh, these premiums to have good salespeople, right. And no one's delivering on anything Yeah. and it becomes really frustrating for, for the owner. And so those are, those are things that we've got to address up front prior to ever moving into any type of action. Yeah. And if you think about the, so the disconnect, um, that can happen, it's, it's across all these like medians, you know, mediums for marketing and stuff. So it can happen. Um, if you're doing digital marketing, uh, physical, like you do conventions or something like that, you know, where you're putting your salespeople out there, networking events and stuff, and you have this inconsistency on the front end of your marketing, such, you know, stuff, you know, that you've got to how it's being actually used and, you aspire to be able to do this. You know, everybody has in their head this like perfect picture of if it all went right, you know, it would be all of these things. Sure. And often they don't dive in to the individual aspects of what they're doing. You know, so for example, the sales reps, they go out, but they don't have the marketing materials or they have stuff that's dated that's not related right. to what they're, you know, currently have going on promotion wise or whatnot. And then, or the sales reps have started offering up something that there's no marketing to support it. You know, they've talked about it internally and they said, hey, we're going to do this, this, this. But then nobody took the initiative. And nobody's really taken charge of overseeing that these things from start to finish, you know, are put together. And you can also get so many things going on, you know, that nothing actually gets done, but nobody's paying attention to that, too, because you have too many priorities. Yeah, it becomes very reactive. And so the relationships become reactive to everything that's happening to them. And by the end of it, you label that as people weren't prepared. They weren't ready. They're not competent, you know, all these different things. Yeah. And, and so it really puts everyone in a, a, a really poor situation and environment. And usually it becomes a little hostile. And so, um, oh, yeah. it, that is the the one environment that you do not want to create, especially for your salespeople and marketer marketers do not like that either. <laughs> yeah, both both ends can be like really thrown off on the marketing side. You know, they're trying to put together stuff. In some cases, they could have too many priorities mm -hmm. and they can't get anything done. So they're going to get frustrated if that happens. And they're trying to do things that will bring in. Yeah, those opportunities for the sales reps, but then the sales reps are potentially unprepared for, you know, that opportunity when it comes up, you know, for example, yeah, it could be like we're marketing to one industry, but the rep is like, you know, we're, we're, you know, that one doesn't really work or, you know, they have a, maybe 
maybe there's been a priority change. You know, yeah. we're going after this industry. It's a new initiative, but then the rep wasn't brought into the fold really about what it is that's going to necessarily work or what are we pitching to them and such. And so communication is huge as far as a disconnect, you know, between these things, you know, between these areas. Um, you know, like when it really goes, yeah, awry, what do you, you know, how, like, I, I guess how bad have you seen it, like, kind of get? Do you have, like, have you ever run into that kind of situation where it's, like, so disconnected? Oh, it, like, yeah, all the time. So um, if if we're trying to find a business owner that is so connected that nothing's going to go wrong, it's just not there. Yeah. You know, visionaries visionaries have their hands in multiple things. They're, though their vision might be clear, it might not be clear to everyone else. And so all that to be said, it can go awry quickly, but the way that we try to mitigate that is we are obsessive over communication, hmm. obsessive. And so it comes down to not just documenting every conversation and making sure that every party has it. Um, we go into what are the call to actions? What are we supposed to do? What are the milestones that we're going to complete? Um, and we work to uh, obsessively keep those promises. Um, at the same time, like we're not talking to people on a, just a biweekly basis. You know, sometimes we're talking to people consistently every single week, sometimes more than just once a week. And people say, well, they're not paying us enough for that or, you know, whatever it may be, or I don't yeah. have time for that. Well, I, we get that. And heck, we don't want to have to spend more time than, than what we really need to. Um, we're all business owners here. Um, and we definitely want to profit. We want to make revenue and everything else. But we know that if we don't spend that initial time truly getting to know someone, truly getting to know how the business works, um, what are the, what are the wins that they've been having? What are some of the, the learnings that we can, that we can pull and, and really help them get better? Um, it, ultimately it's just, it, it becomes, it be, becomes hard quickly. And so we really try to alleviate that. We also just set honest expectations. We just tell people up front, there's going to be friction. You know, you're, it doesn't matter who you bring in. It doesn't matter if you, if you bring someone in internally, if they're doing the right thing, if they're really not even doing the right thing, striving to do the right thing for your business, they're going to be pushing you and challenging you in ways that maybe you haven't experienced before. And so friction is normal. It really comes down to how we respond to that friction. Yeah. And so we call it out for what it is. And then if we have any trouble, I mean, I just, I remember a, a conversation I just had with a client and it just, something did not feel right. I, you know, zoom calls can be like the greatest thing ever and the worst yeah, curse, right. right. On the mm -hmm. face of the earth. Right. You can't read body language, right? It's yeah. hard to it's hard to figure out tone. Like, are they yelling at me, or are they just really close to the microphone? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, right. And so, you know, all of those different things. And so, um, I just remember, you know, what we tried to do is just have very honest conversations. Hey, it appears that something is not working, or you're frustrated. What is it? How can we serve you best? Hmm. Right. And it sounds, it sounds so simple. It's not, uh, it's hard to even ask the question, right? Cause you're like, oh my goodness, what are they going to say? Yeah. But some oh, days yeah. people just have bad days. Um, some days people are truly frustrated with the work that you're doing or they are not clear with where you're going. 
and what you need to be doing. And so um, we just really try to obsess over communication. We literally talked uh, to the team today and we said, like, how do we become superheroes in our conversations versus villains? Hmm. You know, I mean, just one email, right? Could right, change yeah. you from a superhero to a villain quickly. Right. Yeah. And so ultimately that's what we're consistently in our minds trying to think about is like, how do we become superheroes here? And, um, we just have, you know, these, we audit our communications. We, we right. look and how are we communicating? How are we, how are we telling people and giving them information? How are they consuming it? So that's something that we're continually doing. Yeah. I think, you know, for business owners, you know, they need to be taking a hard look at, you know, their marketing and their sales processes and, and seeing how the, the, the two are connected and they work together. You know, if they're not willing to do that on the front end, you know, because every chance, you know, it's whether you're working with an agency or you've, you know, even if you've got existing internal departments, cause you're going to have a sales force potentially, you know, uh, and how are you taking it? Even if you're a small business and you as a business owner, you're pretty much the rep too, initially. Uh, you can always be thinking about, you know, well, how does my marketing connect to the sales side and how am I tracking things? How is, you know, what does the process look like, you know, from start to finish? And if they're not, you know, because I do see, and we see this all the time in marketing is like when they feel like they're not closing enough or whatever, like marketing always takes the blame, even if the sales, you know, might be at fault because, sure. and it's not an individual's fault necessarily. It's the fact that they didn't have a proper process in place. Right. Well, that can happen internally too. You sure. get the sales reps frustrated. Yeah. At the, uh, the marketing people, because they're like, you know, if they're not communicating, you know, Hey, these are, you're getting us leads, but they're not the right kind of people for us to be talking to, you know? So these ones don't pan out. You know, I get the, uh, when I talk to other agency owners, I like to give the example they want to go, go at, they'll ask me about realtors. Hey, should I be going after realtors? Realtors are a dime a dozen, but they don't spend a lot of money. So, you know, the bigger companies you want them, but they're going to be harder to get to. Mm-hmm. You know? And so if you're the salesperson though, so if marketing says, Hey, this is great. Let's, there's tons of realtors. We can go after them all day long, but if sales can't close it, yeah, you know, or it's not worth enough value-wise, yeah, then what was the point of all of the effort? And marketing would have known that if they communicate with sales because sales right. can tell them the downsides. Yeah. Right. I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, it's It can be daunting for any business owner, any visionary to to walk into, let's say, this conversation and go, oh my gosh, I hear what they're saying. Um, but it sounds like way too much change. Like I don't have the capacity for it. And I will tell you that if you are talking to any type of marketing agency or anyone, and they tell you that you have to change everything, well, you're probably not at the right place because you've, unless you are dying right now in your business and you're trying to find a way out of it, um, most likely you have more of an opportunity to optimize than to change. Mm -hmm. And you have to have people, partners alongside of you that are willing to come in and understand even the capacity and the capabilities of your sales team. You know, what if the marketing is doing something that does not support the sales team in a way that they, they don't have the capacity for it? Maybe they don't have the knowledge for it. Maybe they don't have the skill set for it, whatever it may be. So you've got to be able to understand, the marketing has to be able to understand what is my sales my sales team's capacity 
what are they capable of doing? Mm-hmm. And how can I help optimize that and improve that over time? Um, but sometimes it can be an absolute train wreck at first, you know, because marketing just wants to change everything. Yeah. That salespeople, that's just not how they work. Well, I think that that's a good example, though, of what are they capable of. Right. You know, depending on the industry you work in, sales reps um, can have a higher and a lower level of, say, technical knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, the t- industry we're in or you could be, you know, a home builder. You could be, you know, any kind of construction trade. You know, you build, you know massive buildings or any, you know, any type of business is going to have different levels of, you know, for people and what they're capable of doing. It's the difference between selling something for, you know, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars or $10,000. Yeah. I say you can have two people go up to the same, you know, approach the same project and one's got, you know, an appropriate price and one might be just, you know, trying to go as cheap as they can or whatever to get the deal and stuff, but they don't price it appropriately. Um, and so you want to be able to understand what they are capable of. The marketer needs to know, can, if I get them the lead, can they actually close it? Yeah, and I say, because it could be, you know, I always think of back in the, uh, the days of the yellow page reps, because a lot of, you know, you know this, the, a lot of um, yellow, what were yellow page companies got into digital marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so those reps translated over, yeah, and, did they have the ability, because you went from selling a phone book ad, right? Okay, to selling something where you actually can track you know, results beyond what might be the calls if they had a tracking number in the, you know, right. the ad itself. So there's a huge difference technical, you know, um, technically between the two. You know, one's a piece of paper, right? you know, you're selling in a large book, you know, and the other one, I say it's going to be ads placed all over the place, you know, whether it's pay-per-click or you're selling SEO and you have to explain these processes. Yeah. So if they don't understand it, how are they going to sell it? But if you make the assumption that they understand it, because you're just focused on your marketing and you haven't dealt with your sales, you could get them the opportunities and they haven't. And then you wonder why, Hey, I'm getting you all of these. Why aren't you closing more? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's where I would say any visionary who has a conversation with a marketing company and they're not having convers- the marketing company is not having conversations about your sales and really diving into it, run, run quickly yeah. because they will always try to provide something to you, uh, but it doesn't mean they're going to provide the right thing to you. Mm-hmm. And how will they ever know if they're providing the right thing to you if they don't ask these questions? Yeah, whenever we, you know, sell a, yeah, whenever we like look at what service would be appropriate for a business, we want to look at what are their, you know, what are the outlets that make most sense because we need to understand who is their customer. You know, well, you know, these are the things that internally they should understand too first. You know, who is the actual customer we're trying to deal with? Who is our ideal, you know, person, you know, to do business with? And you know, they talk about personas and stuff like that. It's not really necessarily that, you know, every, if you've done business for any length of time, you should know where your best business is, but you need to make sure that your marketing understands that and your sales understand that, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. you focus on a a specific niche or, you know, something broader, you know, so if you get those disconnects and the idea here is, is that you want to evaluate. You should, and you should, you shouldn't do it just once either. It should be a continuous process. 
you know, because you have some campaigns that, you know, in our world can go on for a long time with adjustments. And sometimes you're launching brand new things, you know, that are, you know, from scratch. And, but you want to make sure that, you know, the business itself could change. So does the marketing even still align with, you know, where the business is trying to go? Exactly. And what's crazy about that is the business can change a lot quicker than what we ever think. Um, you know, it's a, it's amazing how you can walk into a, walk into a room, you've got the plan, you know how we're going to execute. And if you were, were to have a conversation and two weeks later, you figure out that something major has taken place and the direction has shifted. Mm. And even if it's just a little bit, I mean, if you think about it, I, I visualize, you know, a plane going in one direction and they just tick it over just a couple, it, it could take you to a whole different country. Yeah. You know, and so that that is so important. Um, and that's why I say, you know, obsessing over this communication and making mm -hmm. sure that people are um, willing to communicate and have dialogue. I care more about someone's perspective and their perception um, than I really do about even the numbers sometimes, because I know the numbers are numbers. Like it is what it is. Like I'm going to give you those numbers. I'm going to tell you what they are. But if I if I give you the best numbers that we've ever generated and you believe that it's not a success, I would rather understand why it's not a success. Why does that not look like, or is not perceived as a as success versus trying to play on the numbers? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it, it does. Cause it's like, you know, we've run campaigns and we know that they're successful on our, on our end. And then the client doesn't see it that way. Right. And, you know, and you can run something in this field that is tried and true in a sense because you've dealt with that particular industry multiple times. So, you know what works. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you've got results to compare it to. So, you know, whether it's done, you know, you've gotten the what you were looking for out of that campaign. And then the business owner says, well, no, we haven't. There's a disconnect there. We've done our job as marketers. We think we've done our job. Right. Yeah. You know? But you disagree with that. And of course, you're the client, you're the business owner. So it's like, well, why do you disagree? That's why you, so we have that disconnect somewhere, right. or we didn't prepare you on the sales side to look at what those processes look like. So that if we did our job, were you prepared for that on your end? Right. I t I've talked to a lot of agency owners and one of the things I've, I've heard and sometimes the attitude that agency owners have, um, which I definitely don't believe that that's you or me is that they're just stupid. You know, they just don't know. And I think that is, that's yeah. so far from the, from the truth. We're talking about people who are working in a very complex environment and are making it, you know, mm -hmm. the people that we're serving are making it. Like yeah. they are, they are killing it and they want to kill it more. And so I think it's, I, I think it's really important that we take ownership for all that. And we take ownership that if someone's not happy, like sometimes you just can't make someone happy. But, but honestly, a lot of the times, if we communicate in the right way, we already know how they're going to respond mm -hmm. when we get to that conversation. If we're surprised about how they respond, we know that we probably haven't communicated in the way we need to. Yeah, that's, I think also that um, marketers too, and this, I say it can go for agencies, it can go for internal marketers and whatnot. Yeah, what you mentioned is, you know, them thinking that business owner is stupid, don't understand, like, you don't know what I do, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And I've always, I have always loved it. Like internally, I've dealt with that over the years occasionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll flip it around. I'm the business owner. I don't need to be trained in your specific skill. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this a long time. So I have a pretty good idea of what you do, how you do it. Okay. And what the end result should be. So don't take, you know, like business owners should always be looking at what marketing and sales are doing and making sure there's alignment. And then those people that are in marketing and sales don't take for granted the business owner and that they don't understand. Okay. Just because they don't do your job every day. Yeah. Digital marketing has been around for, we're going on a couple of, you know, we've got a couple of decades now, you know, so it's existed and evolved a great deal. Um, And, a lot of business owners have dealt with multiple agencies. They've dealt with good, they've dealt with bad, mm-hmm. but they've educated themselves along the way. You know, so you don't want to take it for granted that they don't know what you're talking about because they right. probably do. You know, the idea right. here is get yeah, the two to, it, you know, two ends talking together. And one of the things is just as for a visionary who's listening to this, I think one thing that's really important is if you're looking for an expert you're going to find a lot of people who sell themselves as an expert. Hmm. And to be honest, I would rather have someone who says, look, yes, I know some things about what you're trying to do, but I'm trying, but I need to learn more about you. I need to learn more about what you're trying to solve before I could tell you how I can help you. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the times agencies will sell what they can sell, right? If they can fit your pain point within what they can sell, they'll sell it, right? Because yeah. they, they like, hey, you said Facebook, I got Facebook ads. You yeah. know, you said you don't like your website, don't worry, I can do it, redo a website for you, um, whatever that may be. And it's really, it's so important that we're not looking for experts as visionaries. Like we're looking for people who are willing to collaborate and partner together. The the world we're going to have plenty of experts, but in digital marketing or anything like that, their expertise could change tomorrow. Or you hire someone that's only an quote expert in one area and not a true practitioner. And you might find that they're worthless the next day. Yeah. Well, because let's say if you're aligning the two, if you're aligning anything with, you know, if you're putting marketing and sales together on the marketing side, alignment also comes in what you're using, you know, what you're doing, whether it's platforms, you know, the types of um, ads you're running, everything. It's not just what you might be doing from a creative standpoint. You know, there are certain things that will not work in certain places. I don't care, you know, who tells you otherwise, like I say, if it does, you'll get a lot of people that'll say it won't work. There are certain types of businesses should not advertise on Facebook. There are certain you know businesses that won't necessarily do well with Google paid ads or anything like that. It really depends on a you know case by case basis. So your marketing needs to understand that. It needs to align with what it can, you know, is going to work. That's why you want to watch, you know, of course, who you're pairing up with, you know, if it's an agency or who you're hiring internally. I always love how companies will bring on social media people and while well, everybody can post can they right. actually you know build a following and can they derive revenue from it right. you know most of them can't yeah yeah and because, but it's easy enough to learn how to post so everybody becomes an expert right. yeah and then you know once you've got okay these are the channels that we think are going to work now are we hitting the right industries are we you know going you know are we talking to the people that 
can actually make us successful because these are the companies we need to deal with. And then, you know, are we on the sales side able to convert? So it's, it's a complete thing. You know, it's not any one. And if you're a business owner, you have to be able to dive into it and then analyze each section. And then from there, you're going to make adjustments to it because nothing ever is perfect right out the gate. It right. never is perfect at any point. You know, and so, you know, what do you think, like, you know, we're getting towards the end. So uh, what would be those, like, if you had to sum everything up, you know, put it all together if, and to advise a business owner, if, hey, I'm thinking of doing this, I have a small sales force or whatever size, right? And I've got, you know, on the marketing end, you know, I've worked with different agencies and stuff or, you know, I've got, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do marketing. But how do I make this all to, all work together? What would you advise them as start here? So the first thing I would say is you have to be willing to be dangerously vulnerable. If you as the visionary are not willing to truly tell what is going on in your business, the pain points that you're dealing with, and you try to hold back just a little bit, just so you know, you don't look incompetent, so you don't look like you're not winning, whatever it may be. It is, it is just a recipe for disaster. Hmm. And you don't set anyone else up for success. And honestly, for the visionary, the whole goal is you want to set other people up for success so that they can help you accomplish your vision. So who yeah. cares if you tell them all your dirty laundry? The goal is, is you want to see how they respond to it. Yeah. And if they respond to, oh, yeah, yeah, solution, 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 with no questions, you already know, all right, this, prob this probably is not my, my person. If someone comes back and says, you know, wow, thank you for that, I've got about 10 other questions that I need to ask you because of what you just told me. You have found someone that has a true desire to, to make you successful in, in your business. So I would say the, the one thing is that you are only going to get out of your partner as much as you put into it. And that comes down to the honesty and the vulnerability that you have with that partner. If you're not, if you can't trust them, it's never going to work. You're always going to be looking at the wrong thing. You're always going to be looking at the wrong metric for success. And so it's so important to be able to, to start there. All the other stuff, honestly, it'll come. If you have the right partner, they'll be able to help you or they'll be able to, you know, what I love to do is there's plenty of times where I can't help someone with something. There's plenty of times where I go, man, I know I could try to do it, but I know the person that can do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's incredible to be able to bring someone else alongside and go, you know, client, Hey, I've got the person that can help you solve this problem. I think you need to start here and I will work alongside you and make sure this happens but let's do this first. That right there is an incredible uh, opportunity to, to show what you're truly made of. And so, uh, so all of that to be said, I think for the visionary, you know, dangerously vulnerable, really understanding, can I trust this person? And that's through conversation questions and some type of experience. And then ultimately, um, get, get laid out what success looks like. You know, set the expectations and mm. be realistic and be real. And also know, like, be willing to optimize. It's not always going to work. That's okay. It doesn't mean that the person lied to you. 
doesn't mean that the, sometimes it is, but doesn't mean if you have the right person, um, they're going to make it right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, being vulnerable, being willing to take that hard look if it takes an outside partner to help you see what you haven't been able to see on your own. You know, because people want to, they don't want to necessarily take that hard look. You know, they want to, they look at the surface, but they're not willing to look underneath, you know, and see what's really going on. And if you see a disconnect between the marketing and sales, which most uh, departments in those areas have a disconnect at least between them to some degree, nobody works totally in harmony, right? right? So look underneath, see what the underlying problem is. And if you can't do it yourself, be willing to bring somebody in that can help you do that. Yeah, and hopefully they'll be objective about it and say, look, these are going these are your issues. And if you fix these issues, you can be highly successful at what you want to be able to do on a marketing standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it will translate into sales. Yeah, completely agree. And I, I think uh, you know, one other one other thing there, the the willingness to to optimize and continue to optimize is so important. Um, I think that a lot of the times we believe that showing all of our cards compromises our vision mm-hmm. or it may compromise us in some way where it doesn't, it doesn't allow us to get to our vision. Yeah. And that is honestly most of the time far from the truth. A lot of the times us not showing all of our cards is the one thing that causes us never to get there. Yeah. And, and so that's a, I think it's just really important. Well, and also it's think of, you know, in the digital world, we think optimizing campaigns and stuff, but think of optimizing your processes, mm-hmm. optimizing how sales does things, continuously looking at it and tweaking it. Yeah, because it's when you, the more extensive your organization, the larger it is, the more moving parts you have the more there is that you're never going to catch on the front end. You're going to catch as you go and you're going to be able to tweak here and there. You're going to see things that you may have tried that don't work. And then you try something else and it does work. You know, so you have to be able to look at that and willing to look at it from start to finish through from throughout your entire marketing side of it, through your sales side of it to get the optimal result out of it. I think that's great. Okay. Well, that's been a great conversation. Um, This has been, you know, Kagan Henson, right? Yep. (laughs) Uh, Love that. Kagan Henson of uh, Height Digital has been with us. We've been talking about, you know, taking your marketing and your sales, getting them to work together because so many organizations, it's a disconnect. I don't care what kind of business you run. You know, those, those two can be really disconnected. If you're willing to get underneath it, you know, look into, take a hard look at um, what is really going on and accept it, understand it. You can fix it. It can be done, but it's also an ongoing process. It's not something that just magically stays fixed, right? You constantly will optimize, you'll tweak it, you'll improve it, as long as you are willing to take that hard look at it. Um, Kagan, how would people get a hold of you? Yeah, so there's lots of different ways. You know, if you use Google, usually it'll point you in the right direction. But again, it's kaganhenson.com. You can go to kaganhenson.com, K-E-A-G-A-N and H-E-N-S-O-N.com. And then you can also go to heightdigital.com and find me there as well and, and all the team. And so I'd love to have a conversation, love to have a conversation about how we can be your wingman. I just cash really appreciate the time. 
Yeah, no, it's been a great episode. Um, again, I'm Cash Miller. I'm the CEO of Titan Digital. Uh, we bring together other agency owners and you know marketers so that we can dive into a specific subject. This has been a great episode, and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Cash.